Who knows more about music than us? The, the, the Society is a black podcast made in all genres with a sprinkle of pop culture and a shit ton of food. If you're not from DC, you probably don't know what size means. <laughs> Okay, what's the given? We back. Hey, y'all. We, we didn't really go nowhere, but I just wanted to What was he talking about on our latest episode? I really don't remember. It somebody felt like so long ago. Child, concert fish and how we not going to have none to be romance to. Oh, my God. Okay, can we talk about concerts today? Too early for news with the news? <laughs> I mean, the intro can be concerts, dog. We don't got to launch into the news just yet. Oh, my God, y'all. I ain't not been to a concert I have like not not been at concerts in centuries. Like everything is a concert at this point. Like y'all know in the fall and winter I was at homecoming. Now I'm just at concerts. So I saw T wait. I seen Tidra, Jill. No, I saw Tidra before my birthday. So we recorded mm-hmm. we, we recorded after my birthday. Yeah, we talked about T. Okay, well since then y'all I went to um that's like about music. Oh, I did talk. Okay. I, y'all, it's just been so many. I, basically, moral of the story is I seen Jill Scott and Ari Lennox in the same week. Legendary. Not even the same week. Literally see Jill Thursday on a whim. Like, me and, I was like, Liz, I was bored. And I was, you know me, when I'm bored, I start doing things. Music wants me to stop being bored because I start doing things. Yeah, it's bad. But this is a good thing to do. So I was like, I wonder how much Jill's tickets is on the comp. I looked, it was tickets for like 30 something dollars and with the fees be like $50. I hit Liz like, yo, um, we can get a little last minute Jill for Thursday. Mm-hmm. This is Wednesday. For, um, so, but we're going to be in the sky, but the venue not that big. So you won't feel too crazy. So she's like, yeah, let's get it. So then she's like, well, it just so happens that I have booked these cabanas at the pool at this hotel downtown. So... <laughs> My Thursday was crazy. I, um, you know, volunteer fish. I did this, like, um, help with this youth history competition all day. Then I went to um, the Museum of the American Revolution to see this uh, exhibition about this rich black family in the 1700s in Philly. Then I went and laid at the pool, had a co- some cocktails with Liz and her cousin. Then we went to San Pena for happy hour and dinner. Then we went to Jill and I wanted to go to the hood bar after because they have rodeo night at the hood bar now on Thursday. They got a bull and everything, doll. Oh, I need to go. But Jill, you need to come up anyway to come to um that hood bar. But Steph's been trying to get me to come to this hood bar since the beginning began. And it's everything. He won't come. It's late. But, um <laughs> anyway, but Jill went real, real, real late. So it was kind of like, all right, it's a pay. But had a very mm-hmm. busy Thursday. Let me tell y'all something about Jillian Scottian. Uh, First of all, fine. Absolutely. Second thing, where's the waist at? And the reason why I'm asking where the waist is at is because how you got no waist, but that diaphragm strong enough to outsing the world. <laughs> Every time she opened her mouth, it was like, so like the venue is like a, think about like the old school theater houses. Mm-hmm. Like they're kind of they're skinny, but they're tall, and they have like the ornate kind of whatever. It looked like that inside there. The Apollo, and it gave Mary Anderson opera. Like Mama was singing. Okay, the open. I didn't know she had an opener because it didn't say the opener wound up being Adam Blackstone, 
everybody's musical director, a Philly doll baby. Um, shout out to that to the city um, that has raised all the illustrious, including me. And then okay, so Adam Blackstone was like playing, you know, like the old head cuts or whatever to get, to get the old heads excited. And then he's like, I got a special guest. Guess who the special guest was, y'all? Uh oh, Dixon. Ooh. Oh, sing and be fine. It, wait, finer than I thought. Finer than <laughs> I thought. You know, sometimes when boys have that, like, um, I go to day party hairstyles and make you think they not cute. Oh, but he had a, God. I'm a black man that love myself, haircut, an aesthetic. The fine was leaping out. I was like, wow. And sing better than sing on his records. Can we take a pause? Because you said, I go to day party hair, and that is a genre. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Enough, Killmonger dreams. Ah! <laughs> and pose, and pose with their hands like this in all their pictures. Oh, I got it. It's very. I didn't cross Alpha, but they gonna see me. Like I just be over it. I love how you know exactly what I mean by I. I go to day party hair. Like I hate that. I, know I what you mean. Hate boys that wear their hair like that. I hate boys that dress like that. And and by the way, I go to day parties is not the same outfit as brunch boots. It's two different no. aesthetics. Brunch boot is that wide brim hat, a turtleneck, a camel coat, and the and the suede brunch boot. The Everybody I go to day parties is the boys that wear they got like the hair tuffet on top, <laughs> and they got like the like the like Nike shorts and like the vintage tee that look. And I'll be like. Enough. But anyway, so Dixon, because he was doing like covers and they were songs that require hollering, I could really see how amazing his voice is. That man can sing. I love that. He can I sing. Love that. Um, and maybe I need to like need to post it so the girls can can because I did put it on our stores. Maybe we need to be a permanent place or somewhere, but. Dixon really, and I'm not trying to force him to change his style because I love his current style, but he might need to give us a scream and a holler on the next project just because. Um, to remind the girls. Yeah, to let people know that he's not to be played with because he's not. I love that. Dixon's not one of them. Ooh. Like when I tell you, I was like, oh, and these, somebody to lock him and King and Dixon in a room and just let them battle it out. Celebrity death match. For real, because I was like, oh. Then Jill, okay. So y'all know this is the anniversary tour for Who Was Jill Scott, but I still never knew what she was going to perform. So she comes out and does Real Thing, which is my song. Oh, want to wow. turn it up? Yeah, brother, you know what's up. Oh, but wow. then she does the whole Who Was Jill Scott in order. I heard she did that, and I was pissed that I wasn't there. It sold out in D.C. But so you'll find a way to make one. Don't give up, so. Listen. I'll sneak in. Or like we'll chat offline, but that that ticket purchase day of, night before shit is an unlock. It that is. really be working. It really is. No, like tap, tap, tap in because you do not want to miss it. I mean well, and I also and I also just feel like 
when that album came out, I had to think about it. That album came out 2000. I was 14. And I was resonating at 14, but not resonating as if I knew what she was talking about, just because I just love mm-hmm. the album. I could sing everything. I would be going off in my room. But when you mm-hmm. like almost 40 playing that out, al- like hearing that album back, it hit different. Sing scissors. It really hit different. I was like, I was having some revelations, child. I was like, oh. <laughs> I think that that's music in general, but especially when you like a song too early and then you can actually feel what the song talking about later on in life, it'd be your song even more. Listen, because show me, <laughs> show me took me to a place. Talk about a music. I see you fall apart. <laughs> because I think that I knew what show me meant. Then. <laughs> I knew all the girls show me in, at 12. <laughs> Little out and like, okay, well, what is the original, what is it giving? Show me the original, what is it giving? Literally, that's all she's asking. That's all she wants to know. What the fuck is it giving? The word is asking answer. me to stay, but you keep pushing me away. Like, what is going on? Show me oh, your interior because I'm trying to be absolutely clear with you. If we ever stand a chance, she said it's the last dance. Can't you see? Yes, nah, look, know. look, Brandy said, does he know? Does he know? <laughs> <laughs> Ask the questions, dollies. <laughs> yeah, show me did something different that night. I was like, whoa. I'm, I've never seen her perform that live. That was why I was hurt when I found out that she did the songs in order. Because it's certain hits on that album that she just don't perform normally. Mm-hmm. So shout out to her for doing that because I think more artists need to celebrate like a moment in time of theirs. We didn't talk about it on the cast, but because we didn't go. But remember they had that like black excellence night that Jeezy did in Atlanta and it was like a black tie gala. I was trying to go. I was too. Jerome went and said it was fast. Oh, Jerome went? Mm-hmm. Outfit was bomb. My tickets were now so to the tickets sold out, and then it was a whole situation. I had my recital that the next day, and yeah. I couldn't figure out a flight. It was a mess. It would have been a lot, but to see and hear about him doing, and they didn't allow phones and all mm-hmm. of that, but like to hear about him doing a premiere album of his, like literally what people know him for and why people fell in love with Jeezy in the first place. It's the same thing with Jill. Like do the full shit. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Like say that Rihanna never go on tour again, but she come back and give us anti for one tour. Just anti. I would evaporate. No, like understand me. <laughs> I would cease to exist. When, as soon as she do higher. Oh, bitch. <laughs> But yeah, more artists need to do that. So shout out to Jill for paving the way. Mm. Old school. Paved the way. (laughs) Where's Isaiah? Bring him on the cast. Um, And so then that was Thursday. And then Saturday, me and Rihanna. Yes, show my best friend's name is Rihanna. You say that every time. No, because, you know, you never know who's new and listening. And I want everybody to think me and Robin Fenty are friends. We wish. Um, It's my friend Rihanna from high school. We went to go see Ari. Um, Number one, I can't be going to see um, the new girls in general admission no more. I get it. It'd be a lot. I get it. It's like, I look young, but I don't want to be a random little kid. I get it. And not because they're doing anything. Like, it it 
wasn't like they was like on drugs and being crazy or anything. It was just like y'all as little girls. Um, but yeah, but then I was, you know, I texted the group chat and I was like, where are the young people? But I, I realized that first of all, half of the the general admission crowd, maybe even more than half, was all DC Merlin people because um when uh Alex Vaughn was like I'm not going to go into detail with the concert because music is also going. So we'll debrief the whole concert as a family, but I'm just giving y'all some high level info. We love when that. she said, I'm from PG County, Maryland, the venue went wild. And I was like, Oh, I love that. I was like, and you know, as a person from DC, I really respect the girls who classify exactly where they're from. And that's something I really appreciate about Miss Vaughn because She's a PG County girl. Say that. I love that. I like that she's not out here giving, I'm from D.C. I'm from the DMV. No, I want to know where you're from, what high school you went to, where your grandmother stay right now. Come on. Right so, yeah. now. Today. <laughs> what street did you grow up on, y'all? <laughs> I have follow-up questions. But, I, but love that you grow that. But, yeah, because I was looking yeah. around and I was like, this is a, 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 a thing that I need to offline with myself about is, Every time I'm going to the concerts for the new R&B girls, I'll be looking around. I'm like, these don't look like girls from Philly. Like, girls from Philly look a specific way. Even if you're not, like, a runaway filet, there is still a look. And I'll be like, these kids do not look like they are from Philadelphia. It gives suburbiana. And it gives somewhere else. So maybe these are mm-hmm. college students. I don't know. But um, but then I look up, and I was like, I didn't know they had seats. This is the same venue where we seen Jasmine and Ella May at. Now, I know it was mm-hmm. in a back, but I didn't realize it was seats all upstairs. Wait a minute. Did we just not look up having a exactly. ball? Exactly. Wow. We was too busy partying. And eating. Go off, yeah, Grubhub. Yeah, really good. But, like, you know, Rihanna is um on grandma's status, so I'm shocked that it was seats and she didn't get them. Mm-hmm. I got the seats and it was like, hey, I got already tickets. You want to go? And I said, oh, duh. Um... So, yeah, I was like, I need to be upstairs because the old, that's where the old heads was. And they were partying. I love that. I seen my little Banji T-girl neighbor up there. Um, she had this sequence by long sleeve bodycon on and was Ooh, chic. Mama look exactly like Katie Reed. Like, when I tell you copy and paste Katie Reed. With the gun and everything. Bye. <laughs> but, yeah, she was on that balcony partying 10 feet tall going off <laughs> sing erica <laughs> but yeah we had a ball at ari um like i said we'll debrief once muse sees it i don't want to give any spoilers but um yeah, i had yeah. a great concert weekend and um now that my next few weeks have freed up um i think i'm going to get tickets for um in May for Alex Isley at the Blue Note. Um, I think I'm going to do Terrace Martin at the Blue Note. And um, Algebra will be in Philly at City Winery on April 1st. So I might holler at that. And then I want to do Kiki, but Kiki is like $65 for City Winery. And I just feel like... Y'all, Steph is literally continuously gagging over ticket prices. And I don't know if this is a separate conversation because ticket prices have gotten ridiculous. But Kiki Wyatt was $60 when she came here. I think she might have been like $55 plus the fees or something like that. But the reason I'm confused is because me and my mom were just at Tidra and Tidra was like $40. Where's the, the difference in 
coin. Like, I feel like well, every they, show they, I've seen and I've sat in the same section at City Winery is like mm-hmm. $45. Mm-hmm. Also, I've never seen Kitara, like, Tisha Moses has shows by herself. Kitara always, from what I've seen, Philadelphia wise, she's always been in them, them ensemble concerts, not just her by herself. Oh. So that's another reason okay. I'm like, this is kind of crazy because you normally be down to the Dell East with 50 other black people. Everybody. $50. Yeah. I've seen her by herself before and I've seen her with other people because she was like the headliner for a show that my dad sang oh. at one time. And it was at the Omni Shoreham. It was a black, black old head cabaret, had a blast. But seeing her by herself, I think that the price point was on par with what you're saying. And it was at City Winery. What I was going to ask was, does Philly City Winery have multiple rooms? But it sounded like they was in the same room. They do have like a smaller room for the lesser known dolls, but I've never been in there. I've only been where the celebs room. But but our City Winery isn't as big as DC's at all. Like ours is well, that's, yeah, that's our, our city winery used to be the old love. That was a nightclub. Oh, that's why, that's I why it was so big. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. our city winery is very small and intimate. I like I like the setup of that. Um, love all Vivian, ages. We in, there. we in there. And then Vivian Green is also coming to, to city winery. So it's concert season. I'm tired of it because on my end, we already talked about Ram, but I'm still in the overflow of that. <laughs> Coco D. Jones, wow. Like the doll ate DC. And she, it was good to see, you know, I'd be pressed when the people get emotional and like really revel in their success. I've been watching her, all of her interviews and everything, and the story stands true. Like she, this was her first soul out show, period, since she was like 16 and just doing Disney stuff. Or like when she was not able to do the music that she really wanted to do and all of that. So it was interesting to see and like good to see her kind of like take it all in. You could see that she was like living for the fact that she's finally where she wants to be. Mm-hmm. Had a ball, did very good. I'm kind of tired of DJs playing certain music from the early 90s, from the 90s and early 2000s, because don't nobody sound good singing Keisha Cole Love, not even her. Ooh. And I had to turn around and be like, y'all are flat, like enough. My my date didn't appreciate that, but it was true. Like they they didn't sound good. I don't know. I just what <laughs> stop falling out at me. I'm dead serious. <laughs> because then, in person be really sick of you. It's so funny. Because music <laughs> is going to go off. So like just know it's coming. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know how to explain that to people. <laughs> so I have been <laughs> I, I, I have been I, I you this out. <laughs> it has been interesting watching him get to know me <laughs> because I am a fool with it but okay that's <laughs> that is neither here nor there I um I also went to support my dad my dad and my little sister had a show Circling back to Jill Scott, they did Jill Scott's It's It's Love because I don't know if this was true, but in D.C., Jill Scott's first single was It's Love. Like, took over the radio stations. Everywhere you went, they was playing that because it's go-go. So, like, 
that's all that we was hearing from her. Like the first song she came out the gate with was It's Love, It's Love, It's Love. My dad make my little sister sing that every time that they perform together. I know she's sick of it. <laughs> but they did very good, was very into it. It was an aunt cabaret, love that, and stepmother. Hey y'all. But yeah, I uh I think that I'm about to be on hiatus from concerts until so I have Ari this weekend, but I don't have anything concrete until Beyonce. Oh, concrete, sing Tiana. <laughs> because um I didn't score tickets for flow, but I might pop up. Some I'm a big girls. Mm-hmm. Oh, they coming here. Tour. Yeah, they at the 930 Club. They also have a song coming out with Missy. Like the dolls. Sing down. <laughs> I um I'm not sure what else is about to happen, but then it's also like festival season. So we all have like roots. Things like that. I'm a. I'm trying to figure out if I feel like being bougie and getting the VIP of the VIP for Broccoli City, but I don't know if I want to get him all of that. Meanwhile, y'all, he was saying for the last two months he's not going. See, I just don't like not going to stuff that's around the corner. <laughs> he don't like not like going I may to stuff. Well. Period. <laughs> anyway, and I also like again to your point about the youth. I just don't want everybody in my path, in my way. I want to enjoy the concert like how I want to enjoy the concert. And concert etiquette is failing the girls. So I we'll see. It's a big we'll see for some of these festivals. I'm not going to Coachella. I'll be in LA, but I'm not going to Coachella because I only want to see Frank Ocean. And I'm sad about that. Like, we'll whatever. <laughs> we'll I got sad. Oh. <laughs> Offline. Yeah, I just want to say something in terms of um, concert etiquette. Number one. Go off, Steph. Give me some space. (laughs) You ain't seen bouncing back. You keep bumping me against the wall. (laughs) I know I just said before. Like, I just. Yeah. Yeah, so give people some space. Like, I understand you want to see your fave and it's all the things, but. A lot of a room full of black people is high. That's why the girls be passing out because y'all be just piling up, and I don't like that. Secondly, stop bringing y'all boyfriends that don't want to be there. Okay, and that goes for a lot of things. It comes to everything. Stop bringing your boyfriend. That's what I, that's what I really want to say. But I'm adding, stop bringing your boyfriends that don't want to be there because your boyfriend is there. He's participating. That's fine. We just had a whole episode about bringing your boo and having a good time at the events, but. I hate that when a girl is going crazy and a boyfriend just standing there and it's like killing my vibe because I'm swaying, but I'm bumping into you because A, you close. B, you stand there like a tree. You can't move. That's right. That's right. And I just, it's just annoying. Like, since your man don't want to be there, we all partying, we in our section. There's one thing I love about concerts is when you're, the area you in is live. And if everybody mm-hmm. lies with your boyfriend, he's standing looking like somebody stole his bike and he said, leave him at home and just stop forcing men to do what they don't want to do. He want to be home playing the game. Let him go mm-hmm. do that. Secondly, stop bringing your boyfriend that's 10 feet tall to be in the front. Yeah. If your boyfriend is tall and it's a standing room only affair, Y'all need to get stand in the, in the the section that's like off to the side where you are up in the front, but you're still to the side so that other people can see. 
Y'all seen this smack yeah. in the middle and your man is tall. Like, that is crazy. Also, if I'm like on content duty, which I nominate myself for at every event, <laughs> you can't be taller than me and in the way of my eyeline for the camera. Like, if my hands are all the way up, stretch, father, stretch my hands, and I still can't see, that's an issue for me. Us. And I'll keep a rick on, so I'm already two, three inches taller than I'm supposed to be. So, like, I should be able to see. Yeah, I don't like that. Being at home wanting to play the game, I identify. You do. <laughs> and it's like, that's what y'all may want to do. Let him stay at home. Also, I know you, like, want to sing along, but I also feel like if you know that somebody's recording, stop singing for a little bit. You get content. So it's this video on TikTok right now about this girl at Billie Eilish's tour not enjoying herself because it's somebody who could sing, trying to like outrun Billie Eilish. Now, granted, I am this person, but well, I, was about to say, I am cognizant in his own content. <laughs> in my own content, I'm yelling. It don't even gotta be me trying to outsing the girls. It just be me, me, me like, oh yes, bitch, like go off the dolls, like just. Screaming like enough, <laughs> but I do when I see cameras close to me, I'll be like, All right, let me shut up because I want to get my view and hear her or him as well. But yeah, what you're talking about is valid, and the girls on TikTok are exposing y'all. Y'all can't sing, <laughs> you can't tell gay black America that, but I get it, I do get it. Not I'm gay black America. Bye. <laughs> uh, you have to say bye to yourself sometimes. I love that. Sometimes it's really just like, all right, bye. All right, bye, me. <laughs> that was all I had to say. Y'all just gotta stop being annoying at concerts. And like again, no, the, the last thing, have fun. Yeah. Have fun. Like concerts are supposed to feel like a party, so don't feel like you know. Like I hate when people feel like they can't, you know, yell or they can't dance because you know whatever. Just have a good time. You paid your money. You had a hard week. You deserve. So have a ball, dog. And artists are not up there for y'all to be acting too cool for school. And they like, get mad. Ari Lennox. Ari Lennox is gonna be upset if the dolls are not dancing. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I love. Dance me out. I'll be ready. I don't know how I'm going to maneuver her show because, like I said, I'm going with Ron and my aunt. And Lisa not going to want to be in the front. She's going to want room to dance. They're going to play pressure, and she's going to probably elbow the girls so that she can, like, have her space. And I just don't want to be involved in any of it. So I got to figure out, figure out, like, if I'm standing by. So at the Fillmore, I have a specific section on both sides that I like to stand in. I could get my content. We could post our reels. The girls can see. Both of them are bar accessible. (laughs) Knowing my aunt, we going to need to stand by the bar. (laughs) Lisa Lee. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But that's crazy. Like I'm going to the last show on the tour. So I expect a time, but Ari Lennox starts today. There's today we're recording on a Thursday. She's basically doing a four night residency in DC Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Welcome home, doll. Love that. And I know they're gonna show her so much love. Them tickets sold out immediately. Yeah, because she had originally she only had one DC date, right? It was so originally it was two. Oh, okay, okay, okay. 
it was always two nights at Howard Theater. They had to make space for her at the Fillmore because people couldn't get tickets to them first two nights. Wait, the, the first, and then the they added another show. Howard Theater. Oh, and so she got, oh yeah. Howard Theater, definitely not big enough for Ari. I don't know why they thought that. So they moved, all, so they moved all four to Fillmore? No, the first two are still at Howard oh, Theater. Oh, got you. Okay. But it's so... When I went to see Durant and when I went to see Coco Jones, they were both at Howard Theater and they were sold out. But I think that they're not using part of the upstairs anymore. And I want to know why. So I could see why it filled up fast Mm -hmm. enough for Ari to have to leave. Because the Fillmore is definitely bigger than Howard Theater, but not by that much to me. Maybe because they have more standing room. I don't know. It's like huge to me. The Fillmore is is pretty big. The one that we see but, in Snow at, right? Yeah, when we was behind the speaker and she wasn't moving. Oh well. An annoying doll. <laughs> it's given. We got to get there early. I know this line about to be wrapped around Bethusa, <laughs> and I don't have time to be dealing with Silver Spring cunts. Like, uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Come on, Silver Spring <laughs> Um, But yeah, you know we got to recap concerts every episode. It's been the most going on, and we still have so many more to see. So y'all will continue to get these updates. But I think it's time for me to launch into Muse with the news. I love that Stephanie be letting me announce that now. Um, I just want to start off by asking a quick question. Like, why is it 6 9 in witness protection? Oh, is he? No, he's not. Oh. <laughs> but, okay, I didn't even know that he was released from prison. I do know that he's like a federal informant <laughs> now, but nobody knew he was out. And Dahl is down to the Planet Fitness and the Equinox getting jumped in the sauna. What? Like, and they beat him up. Like, it just wasn't the type of news that I wanted to see on my Wednesday. But prayers to the boxing gloves. Like, I don't know what is going on. Wow. I I can't even, I'm not going to say I can't feel sorry for him, but as far as I know, he's a terrible person. So, like, I don't want to say he got what he deserved because that's not my character, but I just, I'm on the fence. Like, he not black, he say nigga often. He is like child molester or like statutory rapist, something something else derogatory towards women. Like, it's just not very favorable bullet points on his uh, road to fame. So now you're also a rat. The hood don't like that. I'm the hood. I, uh, I'm the hood is funny. Please <laughs> understand I'm screaming. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know where to stand on the six or the nine, but I'm praying for everybody involved. This is also random as hell, but the weekend is the world's most popular artist now, according to Guinness Book of World Records. Really? That is like not something that I ever expected. 
And you know, back in the day when we really, really, really loved The Weeknd, during his trilogy era, it's like people wasn't <laughs> past weeks. People wasn't on his line as much as they are now, mm-hmm. but it, it it was the pivot to trying to be Michael Jackson sounding. Mm-hmm. It was like the Dirty Diana cover and then the song on the soundtrack to Fifty Shades of Grey. It was just like, oh, we see what's happening here. You about to be really famous. But I kind of miss the, and I love you, girl, days. You, what you need. Me too. Yeah. You sound better than him. That's crazy. Oh, shit. Ain't no one gonna stop us. That was a hit. Oh, all right. Well, Guinness, you know best, I guess. That's weird. I I would have thought it would be somebody like Beyonce. Like, I mean, I think everything is gonna be Beyonce, <laughs> but still. Remember, we was excited last episode about Rihanna singing at the Oscars. Did you watch? I did. Um, I watched the the, the playback. Um, I think I was at homecoming during the Oscars. Um, <laughs> when ain't you? When was the Oscars? Like two Sundays ago. What was I doing? I was down to the Creed 3. A film. Haven't seen it, but I know it's good. Um, So I didn't see it in real time, but I did see the recording. First of all, she had like five outfit changes that night. Love that. Love that. Main character energy. Me. <laughs> the um, Her red carpet outfit was a me outfit. Um, was. Like, sometimes Rihanna be, well, hey, y'all. Y'all know what I wear, so say no. Ah, but, hey, you got to stop. No, I'm not lying. Like, I do know y'all. But that red carpet was a me look down to the slits on the side. I love this. She looked great. Um, And, of course, some gay on Twitter um, isolated her vocal. Listen, people be trying to sleep on my doll, but that is ballad Tina. Yeah. Like, it's a certain part of the song that had me worried once we got through that part and she sounded good, I was like, oh, we're in the clear. We're in the clear. She's going to eat it for the rest of the performance. We're good. I knew it. I was waiting for her to do this. I'm sad that they didn't win for that song, but I mean, we are the only two people who like it. So I guess that's on brand for Oscars. I thought she did great. She looked bomb. Ate up the Vanity Fair party. Ate up Beyonce's after party. And we get nothing but that blurry picture of her with the little diamond encrustedness. What's funny is Ja also posted the granny photo on his Instagram when he was like, thank you to, um, who did the, the garment? I forgot. I'm blanking, but um, he even posted the um, <laughs> the granny photo. I was like, that is funny. The way that people just be following them everywhere they go and Rihanna just be looking good no matter what she got mm-hmm. on, that that like... Remember we were sending it. Okay, so if y'all don't know, me and Stephanie send each other Rihanna content like daily. It kind of has bonded I'm us. I'm actually about to send something now. Say no. See? <laughs> when, when I was like, oh my God, they look like great parents. And Rihanna had on like that striped polo cropped right above her belly button. Mm-hmm. The baggy jeans and some Tims. And that one earring with the middle finger up. You look bomb! <laughs> You look bomb. And then ASAP Rocky had on like some plaid flannel and the Bottega quilted bubble vest. Like, what is wrong with y'all? Y'all look bomb all the time and y'all not even wearing that thing. <laughs> Come on, run out of breath, dog. <laughs> I live for them. Remember, I was very hesitant to like them. I'm in full-fledged like now. Oh. Love it. They're great. They just look like, they look like they're having a cool ball. ass parents. And they look and they are. And they are. <laughs> I love them. And they are. Having a time of their life. If if it's a ball, I'ma have it. Like, Listen. 
What what Carisha say? She said, I'm still young. I'm gonna have a ball. You ain't gonna have me on no roller coaster. Speaking of looking the fuck, okay? Carisha look good all the time. What's going on? JT. JT is a real doll, baby. Like, I don't know who her creative director is, but JT. This uh poster girl spokespersonship and brand ambassadorship, Everything. you look bomb. Like, first of all, the girls are really getting into poster girl as of late. My impact, I know. Been wearing it. <laughs> no, Steph's impact for real, because Stephanie was the first. Girl. I wear one poster girl and I think I'm the impact. <laughs> <laughs> I sent something to my little sister because she was trying to get dressed for her birthday trip. And she was like, Uh, I like this poster girl dress, but everybody got her now. <laughs> no, it is certain poster girl garments that everybody do got. She not wrong. Yeah, I will. I understood what nobody she had. Nobody had my like, top, okay, well, so I feel well, I haven't seen nobody with my top. Everybody wrapped up in the dresses anyway, and the in the shorts, in the Scissors impact, but For real. her body look good. Dude, she's also um. I love when we be finding new muse with the news to talk about. Scissor is brand ambassador fish for skims now. Looking Girl, good, Kim Kardashian. You gotta make your. You gotta make your work work for you. <laughs> Work, 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 work. I hear <laughs> We were supposed to be talking about Carisha and JT. Look great. I don't know what concert this was. Stephanie had to clear it. It might have been Lollapalooza. Some festival that they were at. And it wasn't Rolling Loud because Rolling Loud, they had on the feathery outfits looking bomb. Need to know who made those because a lot of girls should be scared now. The They look Good. If I was Carisha, I would literally frame that picture of her crouching down with the crowd going wild and his face in the back. Like, you look bomb. What's wrong with you? And all the girls about to have this new glare look uh, mm-hmm. with the stars all over it, just like they did. The see-through inlet pants. I'm sick of that. Randomly, H&M's most recent collaborator is going to be new glare. Sorry, it wasn't uh, Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza is in August. So what festival? It was a festival. What festival was that? Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> I just thought that they came out during someone's concert, but I really don't know. It might have been a festival because it didn't look like they was performing for like a full set. Yeah. It looked like they got called out. Mm-hmm. So happy for the city girls. Y'all know I stand on certain like, I don't know. I'm just weird about them. Yeah, but I do like hating them every week. Yeah, but they look good every week too. And I will give credit where credit is due. I never been a hating ass nigga. Now that I like. Go away, me. <laughs> also, with Muse with the News, there is, like, tons of new music coming out right now. Like, I'm kind of not ready. Doja announced the title of her album, Hellmouth. It's kind of, like I said, a lot of you should be scared in here. She also just got a new, like, satanic tattoo, and I'm sick of talking to the Illuminati conspiracies. But what she did? They got my girl. She got like the Baphomet skull. I don't know what that is, but work. It's like a ram skull with horns and stuff. Oh. The, the goat face with horns. I mean, great work on the tattoo, but like that is going to incite the dolls to think that you sold your soul. It's whatever. Huh. And I'm I'm just tired of taking up for people. Um, they yeah, also give um, Dive Bar in Austin that has, um, yeah. that has expensive beer. So yeah. Take it as you, how you will. I don't. I don't really know where we go from here. 
Victoria Monet's sophomore album is about to knock us in the head. Her new single, Smoke, comes out this week with Lucky Day. And they've been teasing this song since forever ago. Like, and I'm ready. Entertainment Tonight cornered... (laughs) Megan Thee Stallion is hilarious. Entertainment Tonight cornered Megan Thee Stallion. And she was basically like, yeah, bitch, I got new music coming out. Fuck (laughs) y'all. You cannot say that on TV, but they let her. I'm ready because I feel like she's going to come out swinging. If she don't, you could call me a liar. But I really think that she is going to take all of it in and read the dolls because everybody has shit to say. Everybody was talking smack. And I just want her to come back and shut everybody up. She I'm ready. And she she looks to wrong. because that last album was a... So she really going to have to yeah. go there. Go there, Kelly. Ooh. Yeah, I wanted to take me. Take me back to the day when we made you fall. Yes. I want to fall, honey. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then. Oh, wait, the video is out for the flow song. And I'm watching Missy dance right now, and Missy's skinnier than all the flow girls. Oh, we about to stop the show right now. I need to see. <laughs> Oh my God, let me DM it to you, dog. <laughs> Lastly, from a new music perspective, Amica, doll from Van Jess. Child, you know I don't care. I'm only putting her in here because you wanted me to talk about Okay, it. let's pause about this, y'all. Muse <laughs> always be acting like he don't like people. Muse can sing every single song that, that um, Van Jess got. But he mm-hmm. act like they are the worst girls. Like, I don't care about th- this. Is a new thing, y'all. In the last few weeks, he like don't nobody care about them. I don't care. I'm glad y'all excited about Maka. Meanwhile, he know every single song. The reason that I am fan. on this wave. The reason that I'm on this wave is the dolls are dry. Like I love they Van Jess's music. We have always said they is dry. That their performance is not good. We've been saying it. But something has Tumbleweed. happened because you have been being mean to these girls. <laughs> I just feel like one, it's dumb to be like, woo, I'm in love. I don't want to work. That's so annoying. That has me riled up. And just I'm speaking directly to you. This marriage better work. Because Listen. if you marry this white man and that's why you stopped doing Van Jess, when first of all, y'all were the dolls. Like the girls that can dress a little better like y'all and were keeping y'all from saying like y'all were the Chloe and Howie for the baddies. Like y'all had a, a thing going on. Y'all have a strong relationship with Kate Trinata, which is a good look. He always loved working with y'all. Y'all always give each other hits. Y'all had hits with Masego. Y'all got hits with Lucky. Like y'all were hit making children. So again, it better been worth it. All I'm gonna say is divorce rates are skyrocketing in the country. But yeah, I um higher than Kuda Real. Listen, I mean, and granted, black women look great after a divorce, but what a way to go. Now, Amaka. Amaka. Oh. (laughs) Muse said he don't know no Africans. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying what I'm saying. You don't know no Africans. Half of DC is African, so I can't say that, but I will get this doll name right. Uh, Amaka. <laughs> okay, I said it right. I think that the song is going to be fine. It's, oh, but the thing is, like, it has to be fine because the visuals can't be good, and then you look and you stay on the food. Like, you look and stay on the food. That don't work. I just know I'm going to love the song. 
So it's more so a rebellion against me loving their music and not caring for them. It's really that. It's a culmination of the things. First, you didn't broke up the group because of this white man. Ooh. Now you got sister, small sister over here with the with the uh, Maxine Shaw attorney of law pixie cut and a crop top trying to sing sing her shoulda coulda wouldas down to the corner. And I'm just like, girl, what? This is about to be boring. <laughs> what is she going to do? Not a damn. I'm going to love the song in my headphones. Don't perform it. Like, that's just where I'm at. But you know what? Something in my spirit is telling me uh, Maka's about to turn it and that she and that just was the reason, was holding her back from her give. Would love for that to be her testimony, but I don't know if I'm sure. Because the visuals are so kind. And they visuals never was before. They visuals always gave nice African girls. I feel like Amaka's about to, t- and your first single is Katra. Yeah. Like, I'm letting she's the girls know that me. you come with credentials. <laughs> and the fact that she's releasing it the same day as Chloe's album, that is nasty, and I love it. They don't like them girls. That's another thing. I have been saying this on this podcast since we started. Van Jess secretly does not see it. And I don't understand why more people are not talking about it. It is blatant. Chloe and Hallie will release a cover or release like an affiliation with a doll. And then Van Jess would do a cover. When Chloe and Hallie got that Spotify single and they did the Jeanne interpolation, sending my love, whatever they did the next night, Van Jess down to the YouTube recording the cover. I'm just like, this is shit. And they did it up. Did. Wasn't a bad cover. Not mad. I like both versions, but sister and we see you. That's all I'm saying. Clearly. I'm seeing it clearly. Nasty African fish. I'm fine with it. It's something to talk about. (laughs) It keeps the news going. You know, it's been a slow news cycle, but here we are. (laughs) I'm going to enjoy the song. I just like that Y'all know I can't live as much as y'all. The thing is, when the single come out and it's bomb, he gonna live more. <laughs> then then all of us. We gonna let him play. Yeah, whatever. Know my because, heart. Whatever. Yo, I'm I'm like kind of jumping out my like. She's gonna. She looks great on like, that single cover. She can't look this good in the two visuals she's dropped and have a cage single and if and because all their music previous has always been good. She's supposed to be a problem. They're actually on my list of children that don't get enough play when I'm outside. I don't understand why DJs do not play Van Jess. You could literally just let their album play. No shade. Like, another lover need to be played every single party in the summer. And then the remix album? Like, where do I have to go? Because everyday people can't be the only people, like, playing good music. Listen to our past episodes because y'all DJs is terrible. Uh, bullying works. Dolce had to do release a version of her new song without Kodak Black. Why would she do that song with him? Felicia Rashad. I just, <laughs> I love naming the girls. I just don't understand why people keep pushing awful humans on us. Like, first of all, there's controversy behind the song because uh, an unreleased doll, like a, a newer artist, took to TikTok and was like this is what happens when you get a song from a producer and they go ghost. And then she was, <laughs> she posted Dochi with her song. She was like, I don't know who the producer is. I'll do my due diligence after and leave it in the yaki yin yin in the comments if you know. 
But a producer basically was like, oh, I lost the file. Fast forward to Dolce's single coming out. Producers be shysty, McNeisty, right. and I don't like them. That is bad. That is bad. But I, I mean, not to their credit, but I understand wanting a bigger artist on your work so you can become famous. I'm trying to be famous too. But there's a little bit of integrity that needs to be had when you're working with people on a consistent mm-hmm. basis, I feel. So, prayers to TikTok doll. Love the song, Doge. One interesting thing about this song, I, it seems like something that not only is not a her type of song, but also anybody could sing it, and I would like it. Like, it sounds like a Chloe, it sounds like a Tanasha, it sounds like a Normani, and I expected a little bit more from Dodo. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad that a version exists without Kodak because I just can't like enough bring bullying back bullying works all of the hashtags love that for us and then the song we like that Chloe has like given a snippet of I guess it's coming out tonight mm-hmm. the one I said sound like a Tanache song Tanache is on everybody's mood board I just want that to be a staple in the bullet points of Muse with the news they think they Tanache that's Point blank and the period. Full stop. <laughs> but yeah. I left this one last because I feel like we have varying sources for info on this. And I'm also not watching the show, but this SWV and Escape Queens of R&B trial and tribulation is starting to wear me into the ground because y'all are too big and grown. Y'all are 78 years old. <laughs> and it's like Tamar versus Candy, Lily versus Akbar. First of all, if Akbar enters the ring, I know that foolishness is in the mess because what are you even doing? Like, like right, like Ak, what? It's, <laughs> all, it's, it's Ramadan, so you need to be somewhere in Islam. Fashion. Why is you over here carrying on? It's Ramadan, it's crazy. <laughs> but it is. So, like, where go eat. Ain't it time to eat or not eat or something? That was problematic. Let me show. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I just don't like. So whether you're watching or not, I know that you have seen clips by now. The old R and B dolls are falling apart. Like Latasha Scott think that she Beyonce, her husband fraudulent. They definitely stole that money from that, that sister. Money. Tamika is right to be in her feelings, and if I was her, I would disown the family. Because, girl, what? Y'all stole $30,000 from me, and y'all trying to fake like y'all did it, and now the cameras can't film it because you know you wrong? Dineva hit it on the head. He was like, people have feelings towards their kids, not because they don't love their kids, but because their kids remind them or represent something in their life that they don't want to surface, or they don't want to remember, or they don't want to relive. And I think that that mom see that dad in everything that mm-hmm. Tamika do. And she just looks at looks at Tasha like she the star, and that don't help because R. Kelly, old flunky Rocky, also feels that way and wants her to be the Beyonce of the group. Candy was right when she came out and listed all of the songs that she actually led and all of the songs that Latasha didn't. Because y'all can say what y'all want about Candy, but she did have a valid place in the group. Doll sound like a Billy Go, but it worked. And now here come Tamar. It's just like. Enough. I think the situation with Tamar is also weird because you could have just shut up. You know Candy extra, but I mean, also, we know you extra too. You got your own show to promote. 
y'all just hashed it out on Big Brother, Celebrity Big Brother, wherever y'all was at together. I'm thinking all things are good in the hood. But here y'all go. She talking about I'm a real journalist. No, you're not. The people need to differentiate between TV personality and journalism. Maybe. Because you're not a journalist, Tamar. Like, at all. You don't follow you no school, journalistic guidelines, protocols, protocols. She is a live wire. And that's why she's not down to that show no more. Well. But even then, all of those girls are TV personalities that had a show. Right. That was the draw of the show. Nobody was claiming to be Tamron Hall. <laughs> Tammy Tam. <laughs> in the day and age that we're in, we're like Sherry Shepard, Jennifer Hudson, Kelly Clarkson, like all the dolls are getting shows mm-hmm. and they all serve their purpose and have their key audience and all of that. I think that it's great, but I don't think that they're out here claiming MTV BJ or claiming true journalism or claiming reporter. You know what I mean? Like Like nobody is. Personality. Yeah. Like that's not the same. So I want that, that air needs to be clear. Tay Martians. (laughs) I hate that. That's what her stands are called. I would never want to be a Tay Martian. I think the names of stand groups is funny just in general. And that actually brings us to what I need to close this out on. Because we are just going off. Swarm is a show. Best show i ever seen in my life. Love it. Shout out to everybody involved. <laughs> I had fun. I laughed the whole time. It was a ball. <laughs> Shout out to Janine Neighbors. We see you. Black Queen. All the black women. Mm. Everybody keeps saying Donald Glover, Donald Glover. I just want to put that for the record so it will be forever and consistently be broke. All Donald Glover really did was give Janine Neighbors the alley-oop. She was the real creator of the show. She the one that was booking dolls to write. She wrote herself. She directed, got all the black girls like Adama Ibu that did, or Ibo that did, um, that did Hunt for Jesus to direct the show. I mean, his brother Steven wrote some stuff. Um, but overall, this was a black girl extravaganza. Malia Obama wrote on the show as well. I'm concerned about her episode. I think we need to look into the Obama family because the episode gave (laughs) Cry for Help. (laughs) I'm not going to give no spoilers if you ain't seen it, but I don't know. Fun in the Milk ain't clean with that Michelle and Barack, and I've been told y'all something was off with them. Anyway, um... Not the size covers politics. Fabulous show. Can't yeah. wait to rewatch. I laughed way more than the internet made me think that I was. Well, going you know to. the internet not fun. <laughs> like Black girls on I the would, internet are not fun. They go him and haul and complain about everything instead of just seeing. Oh, people are miserable down to the net. But I immediately was in stitches. Like everything was fucking funny, and I'm just like, oh wait, this is Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> like it's shot similarly to me. The colors are the same. It doesn't have the same um, the same director or creator director or anything like that. But it just give me Donald Glover's sense of humor as I've come to know mm-hmm. it, and that is funny because I was not expecting that. It's basically a horror dramedy slash social commentary on stand culture with Beyonce as a case study. That sentence in and of itself is funny. Like, <laughs> why are we doing this? I, t- I said that to Brian and Brian was like, oh, Donald need a nap. The hive is upset. That's one. 
That's one. So what's the hive saying? They no, they they mad because they are seeing themselves on screen. And they realize <laughs> that they're losers. <laughs> Imagine finding out you're a loser off a TV show. Ooh, how does it feel to find out you're a late girl? Wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm front end defense for the hive at times, but I am not crazy like in that regard. And it's just interesting to see the exaggeration of like all of these actual real life things, because a lot of this stuff is a satire on instances that really happen. Like, again, no spoilers, but I wonder if Sanaa Lathan has seen the show. Like, and Look, she's cutting her hair into a bob as we speak. <laughs> Scissors and not the singer. I don't know. I just, I had a ball. It was funny. I, I have qualms with the end. But bye. oh, let's talk offline. Yeah, <laughs> talking offline is my favorite thing to do. <laughs> no shit, I kind of pause yeah, the show love- to talk offline about it because I'm so excited. But we'll we'll be professional and finish our little piece of show. <laughs> little piece of show. <laughs> anyway, that is Muse with the news. I had some breaking stories for the dolls, and I just thought that we would laugh about them. Can I just say one other thing really quickly about um about Swarm the Swarm. music? Everything that song with Kirby, I love that Woo! they used um, they but you can't use my phone and where they placed mm-hmm. it, the Erica Badu, um, mm-hmm. and where they placed it in the show was so fire to me. The soundtrack overall, like outside of the music, but just like some of the effects make perfect sense. Like, whoever did the overall audio engineering for the show, where are the Emmys? And fucking Dominique Fishback, bitch! Yo, girl, listen, she need an Emmy, a Stellar, a Golden Globe, a Nobel Peace Prize, a Purple Heart for Bravery. Like, <laughs> give her every award. You can also throw uh, William Eyelash a little, you know, um, support and pass, a little piece of something, a little medal, I don't mm-hmm. know. But... Dominique is about to be out of here. Yeah. Like, I always knew that she could act because I randomly have seen a lot of stuff that she's been in. But doll acts. Yeah. She different. Body spray. (laughs) The show's over. (laughs) Yeah, we need to cut. We need to cut it. But yeah, we'll be back with like what we really need to talk about because this whole thing is a key. <laughs> it's giving, let's take a break. Oh, okay.
Sierra. Oh, also on the docket as far as the Oscars are concerned, the backlash that Sierra got for this new illusion dress was unfounded and I think that people are ridiculous. And they put her up against several other people's pictures and trying to make it seem like she's a bad wife and like it seemed like the ladies we love can't do nothing. Like, first of all, you look bomb. Second of all, your husband don't care. Third of he all... He loves it, actually. Not that he don't care. He loves it. Yeah, it's like part of what he revels in as far as y'all's relationship is concerned that you are this fine all the time i would the fuck yeah i don't like it what i saw as far as her just getting red because like she didn't do nothing she don't usually do and then it was people who was acting like they were surprised that she was showing so much sex appeal and doing all of this and all of that and that just goes to show that y'all are not real fans because this is a doll who got banned from BET for popping her cooch in a white background and this part I don't like um Piggy Deborah Lee mess well, and she's also a loser we didn't talk about her in news of the news but we I purposely left her out of last episode but if you want to scream and holler I'll back you up let's finish the air and then we could eat Piggy up <laughs> <laughs> and Steph be saying that I'm the one being mean to the girls yeah I just the way that we pit women against each other even as far as clothing is concerned is redonkulous to me Sierra been sexy like actually been one of the sexiest she didn't do nothing out of the ordinary and the way she been trolling y'all ever since and she played <laughs> she was down to the reels playing church girl and walking around with that big fat sweater dress on First of all, you still look good like this is an outfit actually I just love her as an overall celebrity in more ways than I think African America gives her credit for <laughs> I think people still look at her as like a flop and her music bad and all of that stuff. But Sierra actually has a flawless discography until you get to Jackie. So that's like four or five albums worth of inconsequential bangers. And y'all are harping on Dance Like We're Making Love, even though that was the yeah, song. Right, that's a cut. That I don't album. care what saying. Yeah, like that is a mic. If Michael Jackson sang that song, y'all would eat that hmm. shit up. It was tribute. Hmm. But yeah, Deborah's lease, I, uh, I don't really have words. It's weird to be lauded as this stand-up woman and this, like, pillar in the community and Black girl magic, Black girls rock, all of that stuff. And then you basically come out and say that you did what most of those type of women shun other girls for doing. I just didn't like that. 
my whole thing was, what was her end goal of telling us that she was sleeping with Bob Johnson? What did she want out of this? Like, what do we need to do with that information? And if you've ever been to a BET party or anything around the awards experience or anything like that, you've seen Bob Johnson be inappropriate with women. Like, that's not... He's a creep, <laughs> as far as I have seen. And I, I, I guess we can say allegedly, but I just know things from living in New York and going to fucking rip the runway, being in LA when they did BET Awards weekend. Like, it just be like, the girls have things to say about him. And um, what's his name? Steven? Steven Hill, husband now to Shante Moore. Yeah, the people, people be having shit to say. So it's none of it is weird to me. It's just weird that the timing of it all is what it is. And you got this book coming out. Like what, what are we doing here? What are we doing? That's a line from a Brandy song. I can't get the melody, but yes. I was thinking, um, tweet. I think it's tweet. Where do we go from here? No, Brandy literally say, what are we doing? What song is that? I don't know. Child, it's a good question regardless. But either, either way, My whole thing is what do you want us to do with this information? Yeah. I don't think that anyone more beneficial. Like if you want to go on your press room for your stupid book that nobody wants to read because also does that really not know that black millennials and maybe some some black millennials and maybe some not even maybe and some um Gen Y don't like her. She is like yeah. most hated. Like everybody, people yeah. hate her. Like I'm not calling her Piggy out of my own thing. That was what her name, her nickname was. You remember on the internet, people would bash her. So first of all, I'm shocked she even wrote this book because we don't like you. Nobody cares. And then to use this affair with Bob Johnson when you could be doing something more important, like telling us what happened to your son and from what I'm hearing offline about his passing, you sharing more about that could have helped somebody else's child who is, you know, dealing with some things or could be a way for you to um, raise awareness and you, or, and also show as a comfort to other parents who have lost children due to like certain things. But instead you chose Mm -hmm. to be cheap and do something about Bob Johnson, which is messy. And we, guess what? We, it just made you look even worse. It made people dislike you even more. So I hope that she sold 10 books. And that's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> 10 books sound like a spades game, not a book tour. I cannot. Yeah, I don't really have much to say about Deborah's lease. Uh, next, <laughs> next case. <laughs> next case. Shout out to Kaya. Wow. So, slide into now plan. I'm literally still wrapped up in Red Moon and Venus, but to try to give y'all some perspective of other things I have been gliding to, Alex Vaughn's Little Ladies Night, uh, girl, Home Girl EP, where she remixed Demon Time with the dolls and uh, So Be It with Summer Walker. And she got the new song, If You Know, You Know. With Money Long, love it. Summer Walker is a perfect addition to So Be It. And I really, really like that song with Money Long. Their voices complement each other well. I just live for Alex Vaughn in general. Um, so know. Mac Ayers came out um, oh. and 
I had supposed to have listening party with one of my friends, and we were listening at first, but then we start talking. <laughs> and yeah, and um, we talked through the, the the bottom half of the of the album, but we did kind of come back out. You know, we were co- kind of going in and out. And I will say, first of all, the way the tracks flow into each other is seamless. It's perfect. I can't really speak to specific songs yet because I haven't um, gone back to really sit and do my my usual listen. Um, But I can say that the album is good, but it's very different from previous albums in that it's a very introspective album. He's talking a lot about feelings and things like that. So it's not the same kind of like bop and chill vibe as previous mm-hmm. albums, but it is very solid and I can't wait to do my like hard usual listen. I also yeah. um went back and um been reliving in We Are King. Um, because I had watched Ooh. um catch that episode with our friends R and B reps and they had some um a young lady on there talking about the We Are King album. And so I was like, let me just go back and reflect and review. And I just I didn't forget but because I still listen, I would listen to it every few months, but it's been a while since I've last listened to it. And yeah, We Are King is everything. They also broke up. It's now just the sisters. It's not the three girls, mm. just the two girls. So they're apparently coming out with some new stuff. So looking forward to seeing what We Are King is up to. I think I misspoke earlier. Demon Time is with Ari Lennox, the doll, the- DC United. But Music is out, and then we already talked about what's about to come out. So, like, listen up. I went to Sebastian Michael's concert. Oh, yeah. How was it? You didn't tell us. Everything. Uh, he like, do my song. Time. Did. The crowd went up. Did. Like, and been a hit for three years. It's crazy. <laughs> The reaction to that song is still so vast. It's just like, oh, y'all never going to let this die. I love that. But I like the way that he performs. I don't know how to explain Mm. it. He had an opening act that had a band, and then they cleared the stage for him. And it was just him and a backup singer, and they were yakking back and forth. I was like, okay, I like this. This is what I paid for. I know this, So I've, I've been revisiting all of his discography and it's just his trajectory in music is interesting because when he first came out, I feel like a lot of people were comparing him to Miguel mm-hmm. and then he grew his hair out and completely flipped that on his head. And, and now it's giving D'Angelo a little bit with a smidge of uh, Dwelle. Like, I don't know. Oh, Dwelle is coming to City Winery in Philly as well. The people don't want me to sit down. That's what's happening. Because <laughs> I will find my way. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> so what we're really here to talk about is what <laughs> who is famous anymore what does fame mean in 2023 um the conversation kind of first came off with uh i think it was about michael b jordan this is a conversation i was having online with some of my twitter friends and i was just like Ooh. it's weird to me that Michael B. Jordan was in On the Wire, a huge show. He's been in Black Panther. He's done the Creed series. But he still doesn't read as a megastar. And if this mm-hmm. happened in 2003 and he had that kind of resume, he would be inescapable, unstoppable, 
everywhere on every cover. The teen girls will be obsessed. The aunts will be obsessed. His age mates will be obsessed. But it really feels like people can give or take Michael B. Jordan. Like yeah. if Michael B. Jordan never made another film, it doesn't seem like anyone would notice or care. And that is strange to me. Yeah. And then when we were talking about it in prep for the show, I was just like, this kind of applies to how we look at certain musicians and artists too. And then I think it's more so a state of fame type of thing because people are famous to their group Mm -hmm. as opposed to being famous en masse and across the globe. Like people think that Michael B. Jordan is corny. People can give or take. But if you look at his actual resume, I think it's because of how he got started. Like Michael B. Jordan is big in the black community because of The Wire. People Mm -hmm. love him as a quote unquote child star. He started out with that. But then there was a pivot where Michael B. Jordan was in like white people rom-coms and like his resume got stacked on that end. Yeah, he's like in, he's in at least two movies with fucking Zac Efron. Yeah. I mean, I only think I know about my, like, y'all, I don't pay him no mind. Um, I thought, this is also specific to staff because no, she really No, don't. it's not specific Ooh. to me because I be asking my group chats and they be like, I don't care. And this turned to a big conversation on Twitter when he got his star mm-hmm. and everybody was like, how does he have a star? He don't deserve a star. Like, people were saying he don't deserve a star and that was crazy to me. That's what started the conversation with me and my chat. So it's not just me. Like, I know I be out not paying attention to stuff, but that's because I seen Fruitvale <laughs> Station and that just took me to a place where I just was like, I don't even know nothing else about Michael B. Jordan. I was in that theater crying my eyes out. So I just kind of blocked out anything Michael B. Jordan just because that movie just took me somewhere. No, I get it. So like, okay, two things about what you said. The star. I do think a lot of people are just now finding out that you pay for your star mm-hmm. because back in the day, whenever, whenever somebody put their handprint on the thing and got their star in the in the ground and down Rodeo, where is it? Rodeo mm-hmm. Drive? Hollywood Boulevard? One of those places. You got your star, your Hollywood star. It made sense because you were the dog mm-hmm. or you were legendary for something already. So nowadays when people get looked at, it's a little different because it's just like, oh, how'd he get one? But the thing about it is, that star was press and publicity for Creed 3. I feel like his agent sat him down and was like, get your money up, doll. We need to give you a star. You're directing your first film. Creed 3 is about to break box office numbers. This is going to be a hit film. It's time to promote. We're getting you a Hollywood star. That's literally how the conversation I feel like mm. went. Because otherwise, you're right. It doesn't make sense. Even with him being as big as he is, to the people that he's big to, I could understand people's confusion. Because I was telling Steph, just off some boy stuff shit, Black people love Wakanda Forever, Black Panther, that whole like lore of Black superhero, blah, blah, blah. But in the grand scheme of acting, the industry doesn't look at Marvel films at all like they're good movies. And they actually wince at the fact that some of those numbers get hailed or helmed because of how big the movie is and how like great it does in the box office. They'd be like, oh, these niggas not acting. They feel like they're sellouts because they're going to all of a sudden be a superhero. 
But in a, in a way, Marvel has like revitalized the careers of some girls. Robert Downey, Downey Jr. Why can't I talk? Robert Downey Jr. was literally on the blacklist of fame and Hollywood was shunning him until he got the role as Iron Man. And I feel like with the pathway people have taken, Angela Bassett literally was nominated for a supporting actress role because of her her performance in a Marvel movie. Granted, I didn't think she was going to win because of how people feel about Marvel movies, but that is unheard of. So I think with, I say all that to say, him even being in the Black Panther films only matter to Black people. So even that is a question is, well, is he famous? Because in the grand scheme of things, does everyone look at him like he's a leading man or is he a leading man because black people know who he is? And then there's a subsect of that where it's just like, well, black people also don't care. So what is fame? Mm. And I think you, I think you can say that about, we was just talking about Sierra in the um, hot topics and news with the news. A large segment of black people do not look at that lady as if she is famous or deserves fame. But Sierra is literally a list celebrity wife number one right and now. And when she had my mm-hmm. friends and lovers last year, that made me be like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I don't think we know the magnitude of fame anymore because Hollywood is kind of flipped on its head. And some of these musicians, some of these actors, they have their audiences that they are super duper famous to. And then it confuses everyone else that's on the outside of that inner circle. Mm-hmm. But it didn't used to be like that. Like even as late as Gaga becoming as a thing, we knew that she was famous as fuck. Mm-hmm. I feel like after her, literally the fame monster. And I feel like after that commentary on fame, it confused everything. Like, Doja Cat is the next one. But is she? Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, we have questions. So we're talking about who was, like, the last... Uh, who is to the magnitude that we saw fame in the 2000s? And I feel like celebrity really peaked at that time. So I kind of use that as my barometer of who is famous. And so that means that your music is omnipresent. That means you are performing at the award shows. That means you're hopefully winning a bunch of shows. That means that you have some type of endorsement. So, you know, we had Brandy that was doing like the cover girl, her and um, Queen Latifah. We had um, Foxy Brown doing the Calvin Klein and Dior. We had um, Lil' Kim doing the MAC lip gloss. So, you know, that, and then, you know, being on a guest show, being a guest on a show, but that's not really a thing anymore because sitcoms don't really exist. But I'm like, who are who are knocking down all these kind of things? Um, but I think, honestly, in terms of music, the most famous artist right now is probably Bad Bunny. <laughs> no shade. Yeah. Like, the but world the, is that, wrapped oh, up in speaking Spanish. Like, I don't know if, if people know this, but, like, Spanish is, like, one of the most spoken languages in the world. So mm-hmm. when somebody come out and they're a Spanish artist, they're going to blow. Nah, for real. And Hispaniola is doll world. It's so many acts bolstering out of this Latinx explosion. You've got like Carol G, you've got Anita, you've got Rosalia. And rightfully so. I feel like it's their time. Like... <laughs> I'm not the biggest bunny, but I'm not the biggest bunny is hilarious. (laughs) 
but I get why he's famous and it makes sense. Like I always use the example of I live across the street from a baseball stadium. Gaga and Bad Bunny both performed at said stadium. When Gaga performed that night, it was quiet. I was able to sleep peacefully. I didn't hear a peep. I knew she was there and I could see the lights flashing, but it was a hush came over the crowd. Bitch, Bad Bunny was over there. <laughs> Dog couldn't get a wink of sleep. I was like, ooh, should I have gone? Like, they are partying, and it is the wee hours. Sing, Janae, and the dream. <laughs> like, I don't know. That 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 went to show me, because Gaga to me is fame ass, like, and rightfully fucking so. She came out. She changed the shape of pop music. She reinvigorated the feeling. She's a phenomenal actress. She writes. She produces. She do all her things, plays instruments. Doll deserves fame. But a lot of the girls get questioned as far as how famous they are. Like, circling back to some of the actors, Jonathan Majors is outshining Michael B. Jordan in his own film. Which is wild. He is kind of gooping and gagging MBJ. I think that that's the point. I think that Michael B. Jordan is understanding all of this that we're saying about him and trying to like place himself off some Regina King shit. Like, because Re- Regina King is directorial doll baby. Oh, now. right, right, right. Same with Kerry Washington. Like, they still act, but they have a lot of behind the scenes rigmarole that people don't even know about. Debbie Allen, like, a lot of behind the scenes judging that goes on. And I think with this being his first film and it doing as well as it did from a directorial debut, he's trying to place himself amongst that ilk so that his fame don't die. Mm. Whether, whether we have questions of it, listen, whether, because again, it is tomorrow and nobody will blink an eye. And that makes me sad. Yeah, but I think that he knows that and is setting himself up for success in the event that that Mm. happens because he was smart to get Jonathan Majors, who shouldn't be, but is a budding it boy, very good actor. (laughs) It shouldn't be new that he's the doll, like acts down and has been before the body, but the body held. (laughs) I feel like the body (laughs) Yeah, like niggas do not really know about Last Black Man in San Francisco or San Diego, whatever the name of the movie was. Phenomenal performance by Jonathan Majors. But Nipples is out now, so he's a dog. (laughs) I feel like it was smart. It would be smart for some of these singers to do what Jonathan, not Jonathan Majors, to do what MBJ is doing. Right for the dolls that are actually famous right now. Get in the rooms and rub elbows with Sistrin that is in our faces on a daily basis. Like, I say this about Tanache all the time. The girl is still being questioned as far as why people even like her, but she write better than most pop girls. So get in the room with Aniko. Get in the room with Olivia Rodriguez. Get in the room with... Uh, Anita like get just get in the room I want to come in the room and I want to write it (laughs) I feel like that would help and that's what Michael B. Jordan is doing so just using him as a case study for the confusion of fame and what famousness looks like I don't know it's just an interesting conversation we keep having show topics where I don't necessarily have the answer but I just want to start putting the bug in people's ear that this is what's Mm -hmm. going on because you could look at your favorite and, and then there might be 
a question, like a question mark as far as where they stand as far as fame. And it did not used to be like that. You used to know what a movie star was. You used to know what a famous singer was. And now I'm having to explain to my mom why Beyonce is Black history or why Kobe Bryant is Black history. And that is not, maybe that's just some old people shit, but you used to not be able to question anything we about We all were on people. the same page. And I think that goes back to what you exactly. said about... Um, you know, everybody's is so segmented with their fame mm-hmm. because on the other side of what we're talking about, I'm shocked at how famous some people are. Like yep. finding out that zero seven zero shake or however you say Danny's name mm-hmm. sold out terminal five in New York. I was like, yeah, zero seven shake. Is that famous? I think that everybody is on the if you know, you know basis because it's like people be having full-fledged fan bases that could get them arena tours and we would never, know, never know because we aren't part of because it. Because even with like, SZA, like we have a friend that was like, oh, I didn't know SZA was famous enough to carry stadium tour. And that tour is most selling out. That. Like, exactly. Like, that's just not our friend. Like, a lot of people are shocked at the venues that um, the venues some of the dolls are able to get. is booking and selling out on this tour but she is like the she's the girl for the teens and 20s something yeah. but if you know but you wouldn't know that if you are not in that age group mm-hmm. or like just in that inner circle because so I had a this was another thing that happened I had a conversation with a very older guy and we were trying to explain to him who Jill Scott was and to us like young black people, even if you're not a fan of the neo soul movement and that wasn't your judge or your time period, you know all of those dolls. Like when someone say their name, you're not confused about who mm-hmm. it is. But he kept thinking that we was talking about Gil Scott Heron. And I was like, okay, so age also I might also just play know. a factor. Not no. <laughs> because, listen, weren't we all? Uncles, I, uncles be in their own world. <laughs> uncles are playing their own. <laughs> what yeah like how you don't know this and i'm i'm at the point in life where it is baffling to me when people don't know certain stuff that makes sense for them the type of person the age group the lane like all of that put in the like every time stephanie don't know something i'll be like this is hilarious to me because i'll be thinking that stephanie know everything no but if they don't dress good how i'm gonna know who they is <laughs> you a mess like i'm gonna know who you is like I was trying to explain to her like why people are like why certain people are famous and she was like oh wouldn't know a thing and that's how this conversation started because it was just like even backtracking to an older episode where we had where you helped me discover in real time that there's certain singers that are only famous to gay people right I did not know that like who who would you say is only famous to gay people now Carrie Hilson (laughs) I didn't know saying that is true it's I didn't not. know what name you were going to say, but you say Carrie is kind of taking me out because yes. <laughs> like, I know a lot of women who really like intuition, but I don't know a lot of women who miss Carrie Hilson. <laughs> the gays want an album. No, for real. One of uh, my Twitter friends, shout out Hen Joe Schmo on Twitter, um, was going off literally three days ago because she was on her stories like, oh, I'm riding around listening to some of my unreleased music and it's just so good. I love listening to my unreleased music. And he was cussing her out so bad. <laughs> <laughs> because don't keep lying to us. 
Who else is gay famous? Cassie. Yeah. <laughs> the list is fucking endless. <laughs> like, I am the only person <laughs> that I know that has full bodies of work that Cassie did not release. <laughs> Stephanie is definitely gay famous. I'm crying. That is, I did not. Stephanie literally had to sit me down on an episode and be like, "Oh, girls don't care about her." And I was like, "They don't." <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't resonating with you, though. I'm sorry. I was gooped and gagged. I yeah, it's it's very strange. I mean, and granted, I am a different bird. I have unreleased albums of everybody that I really like. I just pile them together and put them in a little nice cover package, put them on my iTunes doll. But I'm over here like, girls know me and you. Girls know, long way to go. And then Stephanie was like, yeah, but that's it. Yeah, that's when and where they enter and leave. Yeah, and leave. Pooched and paid. Yeah, that was news to me. Muse with the news to me. But it's weird because fame is regulated by group now your group is who has made you famous Mm -hmm. other groups might not even know you exist Mm -hmm. and that is crazy to me because like think of back when white people were a thing right when people cared about white stars they used to be it remember them days you could not turn the tv on without seeing Britney Spears, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, Christina Aguilera, Mandy Moore, Jessica Simpson, Nick Lachey, 98 Degrees. Like, there was a time where white people was trying their best to put R&B runs over top of pop beats, and we ate that shit up. Sounded like... (laughs) Lunch and munch. (laughs) Like, it's it's just not like that no more. There is white people that are super famous that black people don't even know exist. Harry Styles. Niggas don't know that nigga. Like, just watch the MTV Awards. We not going to know them people. Nope. I don't think it's an age thing. I don't consider myself old or even older because age kind of blends together now too. I go to stuff that my little sister friends be at. Mm -hmm. And she's like five, six years younger than me. Mm -hmm. I hang out with the older gays and they like 10 years older than me. So Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I don't know if that's it. It's literally because the the way that people were pushed to us has been broken apart. We it's because we don't have videos as much unless you are YouTube fish like us. We don't have shows where they like do countdowns. We we just don't see these dolls on a regular mm-hmm. basis. So it's hard for us to know. And I think with Black Lives Matter and Me Too and like all of these different movements, black and white got resegregated yep. again. In pop we all culture. used to live over the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it it wasn't weird that I was listening to Lincoln Park. Right. It wasn't weird that I was listening to fucking Limp Biscuit and shit like that. It wasn't weird that there was a mashup album between them and Jay-Z. Well, Stuff that like that was commonplace. Me, but... <laughs> I mean, I just thought they was capitalizing on the fact that they had similar audiences that they didn't even know yeah, they, they had. had you could never do that now. Like even even now, it's black people who be like, "Why is Justin Bieber on Ta- Don Toliver album?" Mm-hmm. Nobody would question that Think back that, then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Justin Bieber is a very famous white person, so it's like it makes sense to me. And he in the same age group right. as that that like that crew of boys. And then 
don't know. You got to look at, because I'm just a pop culture joint, like you look at the relationships that people be having, like the Kardashians and a lot of the other non-white people, <laughs> the Kardashians are white, but they hang out with a lot of black Beverly Hills girls, mm-hmm. black Calabasas dolls, like Tony Braxton kids and North and them know each other. Like, it's like not weird. And then Travis Scott dating Kylie, like they be in the same circles. Uh, uh, Justine Scott, like it just like they, they mail together. So I don't know. It's what is fame, dog? What is fame? I don't know, but I want some. Yeah. <laughs> Look, that's really what the episode is about. How do we get up? Actually, I'm lying. I don't, I would never want to be famous in in the way that fame looks now. Like I want to be I able to that. say whatever I want to say on the internet because guess what? I'm not apologizing. I'm not taking it back. The tweet is staying up. Well, I already know that if I get just a little bit more famous than I am, we're going to have to do a PR scrub on my team. <laughs> totally we baby. might actually... <laughs> it's giving <laughs> new year, new me. <laughs> I would have to scrub the ground hey. with them tweets. It's okay. I already know. Like, I just... I'm problematic to the point where I don't even know I'm problematic. What did I say yesterday? I literally said something. And Tierra from Oprah Rose, shout out to TT. She was like, I love how problematic you are. I was like, I'm actually working on it. She was like, don't. <laughs> don't work Not on it, bitch. Because like, what, uh... what, I said something like, I have a... <laughs> I'm gonna find a tweet. I said, when God tries to humble me and I get the rare bump on my face, it's always in an embarrassing-ass face. <laughs> Now I'm running around looking like, is it red dot or feather oh, by the right. forehead? That is a red dot or feather. Yeah. You cannot say that. I can't. The Indian community and the Native American dolls probably don't like me right now, but it's okay. <laughs> is it okay? Um, well, not when I'm famous, it won't be. Right. So, y'all, I'm we, just we, gotta, to get we, gotta, we gotta do some things before fame comes. Well, fame <laughs> is the name of the game. Yeah. And, like, even though we don't know what that is anymore... We'll get it. ASAP. <laughs> I don't know. Like, we talked about Swarm. There's people that make cameos in that show that should be way more famous than they are. Macaulay Culkin, little brother, in the first episode, mm-hmm. they got, um, say it again? Clemens. Yeah, like, the is, but these, we could say these names and the girls might not know. Right. And all of them beating stuff. Paris Jackson ass, Michael Jackson's daughter. You spoke earlier about how back in the day people would be famous from their ads. QC Clemens is in the Calvin Klein ad, not a household name. I feel like it's something missing that we just don't have. We don't have families that are famous just because of their family name that everybody know that about everybody except know for the Kardashians. About, yeah. It's not like that right now. Like, I don't know. We have to figure out the pinpoint. And the moment in time when fame took a dive. Right, because it cause really did, and it's strange. It's like not where it used to be, and I don't know if that it will ever revert. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it's, I think that it's a, it's a, it's at the state that it's at because it's too many people. Yeah, it's way too many people, and everything is way too segmented. Yeah, like the Pink Panther S dolls, might not know 
Willow Smith, unless they do a song together, and they did. But then their audience is cross pollinated, and Willow Smith is famous. famous. Like, I'd be like, well, what is A list? And if you ask people what is A list, they might be saying people that you don't think are A list, or they might be saying people that you like are like, I don't know. It's just it didn't used to be a question, and now I'm questioning <laughs> existing. And now I'm I'm hello, this is Robin here. Um, well, yeah, we want fame for us. We want fame for everyone that wants it. Um, and we want to know what y'all think fame is because we are lost in the sauce. So yeah, fill us in. What do y'all think? Who do y'all think isn't famous that deserves fame? Who do y'all think is famous and y'all don't think they deserve it? Because there are those girls too. Like who's, we go to every concert under the sun and they be sold out. But I know that I could rattle off some of them names to people and the girls would be like, who? And that is outside of venue size. These not always small venues and the girls still be like, who's that? Mm-hmm. Who's that? I don't, um, I don't quite have the answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean. Let us know, hoes, because we want to know. Let a hoe know. <laughs> I'm motherfucking sharing. Ooh. <laughs> well, with that, y'all, another episode. Thanks for always coming and hanging out. It's episode 95, the road to episode 100. Listen, thanks for listening, as always. As always. All right, poodas. <laughs> Bye, Moon. <laughs> Ghetto. A show. Bye, Moon. <laughs> <laughs>